what we do is an art. Yes. And people try to put in a package and and create these, you know, little menus, you know, do this and this. And isn't it's a you're like an artist. You're you're evaluating what you see. You do something and then the, the canvas changes and then you got to do something else. You're, you're you know, you're you're treating a moving target in a sense. If you've ever asked yourself, how can I get better clinical outcomes for my patients? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Rehab Links Secrets to Success podcast, where I will be interviewing experts and teaching you how to access the best technologies, strategies, resources, and solutions so you can get the best outcomes that your patients deserve. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Well, welcome to the Rehab Links Secrets to Success podcast. I'm Lisa Chase, your host, and I am so excited to have our guest, Carrie D'Ambrosio, as our first person on our podcast. Welcome, Carrie. <laughs> Thanks Woo-hoo. for having me. So, um, so Carrie and I have known each other. I was counting the years. It's been like 15, I think, plus years yeah. that you and I have Uh, known each other. Carrie is a dear friend and has been a mentor to me for uh, many years. And I have not only worked with Carrie in his practice, but I've also taught with him. So welcome. And why don't you give our listeners some background on you? And I know you have several businesses. I'd love to hear and share kind of what you're doing. All right. Well, my background is I started out as an athletic trainer, you know, physical therapy. So I have those backgrounds and also uh, osteopathy. I studied that in Canada as well as England. And I'm a doctor of oriental medicine. So I'm from Canada originally. So it may come out on a few different things that I say. And I've been in this country probably about for 30 years. And I have my own practice here in Sarasota, Florida, which I love. And so it's... Um, multidisciplinary because I, I use my osteopathic techniques. I use my physical therapy, uh, even rely on my athletic training that I had that I know you did a lot with your tennis and that, uh, and also acupuncture. But besides that, you know, I, I like to teach. So I also have an online teaching business. Uh, prior to COVID, it was all, you know, live everywhere. Um, I'm working more towards online and with a little bit of, of live training kind of mixed in with that. So it keeps me busy, all these different things. Yes, it, it it absolutely does. So, um, so kind of, you know, tell us your journey. Like, did you, did you always want to be an entrepreneur and start your own business and, you know, kind of what, tell us about your journey and how you got there. Yeah. Like I said, I started off in Canada and my goal, uh, was to play professional football. I was a linebacker. I was inside linebacker and played 13 years, played at the college level And so my goal was always to play professional, but I always had the injuries. Uh, I've had a few concussions, shoulder injuries, knee injuries, things like that. And I always remember when I would go to the athletic training room, they would just submerge you into ice cold whirlpool tanks. They would pull your lifeless body out and they would ultrasound (laughs) you, electrical stim you. Um, They would massage you and, and all sorts of different things. But I found that they just treated the site of pain. They didn't look at you as a totality. They didn't look at all your injuries. They didn't really look at what you wanted to do. It was like, you know, they would just treat whatever you came in complaining of. And as a result, 
you know, it did help for a while, but I found myself getting tighter and tighter. I had low back pain, sciatica and, and groin pain, all these different things happening. And so it started to, you know, limit my on-field uh, time and also got me thinking, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this. And that sort of got me into um, this profession. Mm. Uh, I started out as an athletic trainer mm -hmm. at the school and did what you did for many years with uh, professional tennis uh, players. Uh, but I did it at the university level. So I would treat acute injuries and I loved it. But I realized that I was doing the same thing to those guys as I got to myself and I wanted yeah. more. Right. Uh, so I, I went to physical therapy school, uh, University of Toronto. And that's probably where I met my first mentor, Doug Freer. And he's the one that introduced to me osteopathy. Mm. And he said that the osteopathic uh, techniques kind of get to the core of, of what the problem was. And all of a sudden, that gave me an idea. I was going to study these different techniques. I was going to get my body treated, then quit school and go back and play football. So I still have football <laughs> in the mind. But, you know, similar to your training, I, I, you know, I studied muscle energy, my fascial, cranial, all these wonderful techniques. And you know, as well as I do, when you take these classes, you get your body worked on. Yeah. And I could see a slow progression. I could see my body getting better and better with the cranial work, the fascial, the muscle energy, right. uh, strain, counter strain. And it wasn't one technique that helped me. It was an integration of all those things. And I just started learning, you know, lots and lots of techniques. And I remember being in my office one day and a patient comes in with low back pain and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had too many techniques. Right. You know, was I going to work muscle, fascia, joint, whatever? Yeah. And I realized that all I had were techniques. I didn't have a way to decide what to do with these techniques. Yeah. And that's when I went back to uh, osteopathic school. And there I realized that osteopathy is a, is a principle based on anatomy, physiology, but principles of evaluation and treatment, not technique. A.T. Still, the founding father. Yes. He never taught techniques. He just taught approaches. He wanted you to develop, you know, your own techniques. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was all that education. And then I think, you know, like yourself, it, it's our failures that keep pushing us forward. The people that that we don't get 100 percent better, it just scratches our head. You know, what, what else do I need to know? Right. And that's when I went and studied acupuncture. I started to study energy medicine, mm -hmm. you know, figuring, you know, that would help those people that didn't respond to just manual therapy. So that, you know, that was sort of my journey along is studying these different manual therapies and, and Chinese medicine. And, and that's how I practice today. Very multidisciplinary between those groups. Well, yeah, you know, you hit it right on the head because um, you're so right. Like I, I felt like that early on in my career too. It's just like you have all these techniques and you don't know what to do. And having that osteopathic background and the system to figure out where to start and how to be most effective, you know, it's it's so true. So, so you know, it's so funny when you say when you say that this is how you and I met. I know, because right? I was you going want to tell back the story? to school. I, I needed some CEUs and I, and I love Michigan state, which where you, you teach at yeah. and you were one of the teachers there and we yeah. connected right off the bat. <laughs> I know. Well, what was even, what was even like more like just, I guess, you know, it was meant to be that we were supposed to meet at that time I was transitioning and looking for my next step after leaving the tour 
and you and I kind of talked and you were looking for a therapist and you drew a picture of your clinic <laughs> and we had chatted about it over, you know, dinner. And then fast forward, the course has ended. We're at the airport and I'm boarding the plane and you're right behind me. And I'm like, hey, what seat are you in? And you're like, I'm in, you know, 3B and I'm in 3A or whatever. And we're like, oh my God. We sat beside each other. <laughs> is this is meant to be. And I came to the clinic and what, you know, several, you know, weeks later and boom, then we were working together. So I know it is so funny. Um, well, piggybacking, I know you have so many valuable tips Mm -hmm. So that you've learned over the years. And like you said, you know, making mistakes drives us to learn and, you know, perfect our craft and get better at it. But share with the li our listeners kind of three valuable tips that you've learned that you feel has made the biggest impact on your outcomes for your patients. Yeah, that's easy. It, it's basically what the philosophy of my institute is, the D'Ambrosio Institute. The three things are evaluation. Uh, they're picking the the best treatment that backs up that evaluation and then reevaluating, you know, were you successful? So let's say, let's say a patient were to come to you and they had knee problems. Mm -hmm. Where do you treat? The, the questions we all face as practitioners is where do I treat? Do I treat the site of pain or do I treat somewhere else? And where is that somewhere else? So when you look at a knee problem, there are different things around the knee that you could treat that you and I have learned in, in osteopathy. I could treat the fascia. I could treat the, the bone or the joints. Um, I could treat the muscle spasm. I could treat the fluids, the lymphatics. And a lot of times, and, and I found myself doing this, is that I would use my favorite form of treatment on everyone and see what happened. Did it work or it didn't work? And, right. and if it didn't, you kind of scratch your head. But ask a better question. How does a knee heal? Well, it needs blood supply. So there's a pathway from the heart to the knee. And there's also a pathway from the knee back to the heart, venous drainage, lymphatic drainage. And as an acupuncturist, there's also a pathway with energy. Mm. And there's a neurological pathway, the brain, spinal cord, and nerves. So these are all vital structures. So is the problem at the knee or is the problem along the pathway? Yeah. So that's why I say evaluate. Is that evaluate, is it the knee we treat? Or is it the pathway? Mm -hmm. And once you decide where it is you're going to treat, the next question is, well, what are you going to treat? You're going to treat mm -hmm. fascia. You're going to treat muscles. You're going to treat um, the joint or the fluid. So you have to have a way that it's all evaluation. Yep. And the second part is the technique. You, I think as a practitioner, and you and I have done this over the years, is we've tried to learn as many different approaches as possible because not one approach is going to help everyone. Right. And so it's it's evaluating, 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 and then picking the best solution to what you found, right? And you need to have a technique that's going to treat muscle spasm or fascial tension or a joint problem or swelling, or it could be energy. It could be emotional. It could be all things that we've addressed. Yeah. And then the third thing is reevaluate. You know, were you successful? Yes. And if you, you we can be successful, but there can be multiple layers. So the next part, and again, goes back to evaluation is where do I go next? You know, do, do uh, I did the fascia first? Do I need to work on muscle? Do I need to work joint? So it's continually uh, evaluating, treating, reevaluating. And what we do, and we've said it many times when we've been together, what we do is an art. Yes. And people try to put it in a package and, and create these, 
you know, little menus, you know, do this and this and isn't it's a, you're like an artist, you're, you're evaluating what you see, you do something and then the, the canvas changes and then you got to do something else. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're treating a moving target in a sense. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, you know, reevaluation to me is just so critical because you got to know, did you make an impact in that mm -hmm. session? You know, you can't wait two, three weeks to reevaluate every single session you're reevaluating. So, you know, am I on the right track? And I always, you know, as you know, I have a cash-based practice and I tell people, hey, within three or four visits, you know, usually within the first visit, I can tell if I'm going to make an impact. But, you know, I'm expecting change. And if I'm not, then I'm like, am I in the right area or not? And that's one of the things I loved about Total Body Balance. I use that every single day because it allows you to go through the whole entire body. Talk a little bit about Total Body Balance and kind of mm -hmm. how you develop that and, and how- One thing that before I want to add to what you were saying is that, and we both of us have done this for years, is that- when we um, do a technique and we reevaluate, one question we always ask our patients is, how are you going to measure the change? Yeah. Because they have to have a way of measuring the change. And, and what their measurement is, whether they can cross legs or turn their head driving, that means more to them than our things. Yes. So if if we go back to, you know, that, that um, idea about the knee pain, yeah. and let's say we found that that pathway uh, was disturbed. What total body balancing is, this was taught to me by John Warnham, who was 99 years old in England. Mm -hmm. um, he was still treating eight patients at that age. God. And he taught me right. to take a step back and look at the whole body, mm -hmm. look at these pathways. Mm -hmm. So he would look at lines of fascial tension in the legs, the arms, the head and neck, and how they influence these pathways of healing. He would look at the transverse diaphragms, your pelvic floor, respiratory, thoracic inlet, because they create a horizontal barrier to the movement of these vital structures, nerves, arteries, veins, lymphatics, energy, right. but also they create uh, cavities mm -hmm. and everything moves from a high to a low pressure. Yeah. And so we need to restore all these cavities. So total body balancing is a, a beautiful technique that every practitioner should know. Yes. Like said I use it every day in my office and it doesn't mean it replaces what you know. It's an addition. Yes. Most of the stuff that we do is local work. Yes. This sits back and looks at the whole body. So in a nutshell, total body balancing is an orthopedic technique. It's kind of based on the skyscraper principle, balancing from the bottom up. If someone comes in with a neck problem or shoulder problem, if everything below is off kilter or whatever, it's going to affect everything above it. And you want to balance that first. So we release lines of tension in the legs, the arms, the head and neck. We open up the transverse diaphragms and we do it in a very gentle rhythmic way to relax the autonomic nervous system. Yes. Because if you think of arteries, veins, and lymphatics, the anatomy, they have endothelial cells, smooth muscle, connective tissue. The smooth muscle is under the control of the autonomic nervous system. Right. And when you're in sympathetic overload, you're going to get vasoconstriction and that's yep. going to affect inflow, outflow physiology, thus healing. So when you put all that together, you put the body into a better position for it to heal because we're treating an intelligent body. And as long as you create that environment, the body's going to take over and, and heal itself. And sometimes you might need to add a little local work. 
Yeah, it, it, it's so true. I mean, and you know, we treat obviously patients that are con in pain, right? And they come in when they're in pain, you know that they're in a high sympathetic load. And so just calming down the nervous system. And you know, I, what I love about total body balance is you're evaluating and treating at the same time. And so it just, it really gives you a nice way to be assessing all the aspects that you think are involved and then you go oh, okay now i'm going to really target you know this one area which as you said may be completely you know different if the thoracic you know you know uh inlet outlet is all congested well that's going to affect you know things way down into the lower extremity so yeah um so that's i remember a, a baseball player who's a pitcher for the florida gators he'd come to see me with a shoulder problem and he was, his father brought him in and he was very worried because he had training camp coming up, you know, within a month and all summer he had treatments and it was all on the shoulder. Right. And that's why I talked about my experience as a football player. They just treated yep. the site of pain. So yep. they're doing ultrasound, e stem to the shoulder. Actually was, he was a lefty and, and they did all the, you know, rotator cuff stuff, you know, and, and just everything on the shoulder, but he wasn't responding. And when we did the, the total body evaluation, he was a total body patient. His legs were both restricted. All his diaphragms were restricted. Um, everything was all locked up. And all of a sudden, you know, he's also in sympathetic overload because right. he has training camp coming up. So I purposely did not touch his left shoulder at all. I worked his legs, worked his arms, opened up all the diaphragm. And I could see his, his dad was getting agitated. How come you're right. not you know, touching his shoulder? And, and the, the young man goes, dad, just shut up. Let him do what he's doing. <laughs> and, and we released all that. And all of a sudden at the end of it, his shoulder was moving beautifully. And, and I still see him to this day. He always comes in every time he's home and he gets a treatment. You know, a lot of times, you know, and you know it as well as I do, they're patients for life. They come in for they me because they see the value of it. I see the value in it. Absolutely. Well, and athletes are so fine tuned with their bodies that they, I find that my athletes love total body balance, you know, for a pitcher, baseball player, you know, they have got to be able to load through their lower extremity and rotate. Otherwise they're going to break their arm down. So, you know, it's key to work, you know, yeah, the whole body and they absolutely love it. So that's great. So, okay. So how about sharing like one or two pieces of advice that your particular audience values the most? Like, what do you hear all the time from your students when you're teaching, you know, or maybe you hear it, you know, from, you know, your clients, like, what do they tell you over and over again um, that, that you've found over the years? Well, let me give advice to the people that I communicate to are going to be practitioners. Yep. And what I always, and it's something that I do every year in January, is I do an accurate assessment of where am I right now? Mm. And I've been doing this for years. And I really take an honest look. You know, what, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And, you know, when you meet other people at conventions, you know, uh, other therapists like yourself, you know, you talk to them, you go, geez, you're doing stuff I'm not doing, you know, what's all, the, and you've introduced a lot of stuff to me and, and, and you always want to continually learn. So you make an assessment of where you are. And then I always tell people, well, we'll take a look into the future. Could be, you know, this year, could be three years, five years. And it's funny, we always overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do like in a decade. And 
we need to plant those seeds. We need to say, well, where, where, what's my goal? Where am I heading to? Yeah. And then another thing I always tell them is why? Why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And for me, my big why was I go back to when I was in college and I got injured. And I wish my practitioner would have known the stuff that you know and I know because yeah. I would have gone on to play football. So that's my why. That's why I, I love it when a patient comes in and they've been to a few other people and they and they need help. And I love trying to help them. Yeah. And I love, you know, teaching new students a different way of looking at the body and watch them just develop it on their own. And so for those people listening, once you know where you are and where you want to be and why, it's finding mentors. Yes. You know, like you said, I was a bit of a mentor, but you've been a mentor to me as well. I've learned, I mean, you can't know everything, you know, and I love your energy and I love your experience and things that you've done. And, you know, I could, all my mentors, John Upledger, Jean-Pierre Burrell, you know, Larry Jones, all these different people that have impacted my life. And there's no way you could be responsible for anything. It's a bit of everybody. Yes. And so find a mentor, find a class, find someone who's been there before you and, and then work on that over that period of time. You know, it's funny that, um, you know, you and I are private practice owners and a lot of us, we spend a lot of time just crafting our skill. We're technicians. Yeah. Like getting better at that. But I think, and I think you would chime in on this as well, to be successful at what we do, you have to be a manager. I know you have a big staff Yeah, and you have to manager, manage different um, personalities Yes, and manage different skills and, and also how they're going to meet the needs with your patients. Yeah. Um, and the third thing is being an entrepreneur. And I know that's, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm learning from you because yeah. you get into social media like this, what you're doing right now. Um, You've taught me a lot of how you help, not just the people in your clinic, but you help your community. Yes. And I think that's so important. So for you, you're someone that I emulate because you're a good technician, you're a good manager, but you're also an entrepreneur. So I think if you want to be a private practitioner, you need to wear those three hats or at least have somebody in your office that does those things, or I don't think you're going to be as successful. You know, those are, those are super great points. And for, you know, I've been, you know, practicing 30 years and, uh, you know, year after year, it was, it was perfecting my craft, perfecting my craft, perfecting my craft. But as a business owner, what I found was I needed to learn how to A, be an entrepreneur and run a business and two, be a better leader, better leader in my community and a better leader to my team. And so I've spent actually the last several years learning how to be a better leader and now how, you know, how to be able to get the message out to a larger scale because we can only treat one person at a time, right? So I thought this was a good opportunity, you know, to be able to, you know, share it with, you know, many, many listeners. So, you know, I'd piggyback on what, you know, your, you know, the things that you talked about. The other thing, and I think you and I do this and we miss spending time together is, finding those common associations, right. That have the same values that are going, you know, where, you know, where we want to go. And, you know, you and I have always loved getting together and what are you doing? What am I doing? And, you know, and, and just, you know, we have a blast before we know it, hours have passed and, you know, our husbands and our, our, you know, and your wife are like, uh, hello, (laughs) (laughs) we have other people here. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Well, um, is there anything, you know, of value that you'd like to share? Um, you know, I want to tell people how they can find you and, you know, if they want, you know, uh, anything, you know, yeah, that you want to tell them about from that okay. perspective. The, um, so when I moved to the States from, from Canada, you know, I started this clinic, which is called Therapeutic Systems. It's in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually getting the website uh, redone right now. And so it'll be up and running hopefully in the next few uh, few months. But I have the D'Ambrosio Institute and that's the online learning platform. Yes. And I think when COVID hit, for me, it was, it was a good experience because I was gone almost every weekend, you know, traveling, teaching, which I love to do, but it was time away from family. Right. And in the last... Uh, few years I've got two granddaughters um Claire and Sophie and I got a grandson on the way and and these kids I play with you know and, and they know who I am and I've got a grandson coming and I and I find the importance of family but also you're torn because I love teaching and I love learning yeah so this online platform has really given me ideas and what I want to do and in the, I'm in the process of, of uh, uh redoing my videos and things like that is I'm creating an online learning platform. Uh, it's called the D'Ambrosio Institute, and we're going to be up and running this year. And uh, we have, uh, you know, social media, obviously, Facebook, D'Ambrosio Institute, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, I have a YouTube page. And, and we're, you know, this is your, you know, your world, you're very good at social yes. media. So I'm slowly getting uh, into it. Awesome. But my goal is this year to get all of these up and running. And the way that I want to serve is, is I always think back at when I got started, uh, when I was playing football and I was looking for answers to my body, but also what I was going to do in my life is these courses are going to help, you know, new practitioners and people have been out for a while to give them a bit of a direction, give them evaluations, give them choices. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to have all the answers, but I'm going to give the um, answers to questions that I had in my career. Right. And I think you'll find benefit. And, and you can see how these will, will help integrate with what you know already. So my goal is, is that you could go to this site and you can learn right away. You don't have to wait for me to come to your city or your country to learn. You could just start learning and listening to these things right away. And, and you're going to learn how to do the techniques, the background of it, and you can practice at home. And then my goal is once I get all this started is to have a Zoom trainings and also uh, we talked about before is is uh, developing uh, guides, uh, people that are manual therapy guides in, in different um, states, different cities, different countries, et cetera, that if you wanted to getting feedback on your manual skills, because my focus is going to be on a lot of uh, manual therapy classes and energy. So we'll have three curriculums, orthopedics, total body, like you talked about, and local, yep. local lymphatics, uh, muscles, fascia, joint but also the energy balancing uh, sequence. So we do a lot of energy balancing working with holograms. And then you know, I'll have a whole uh, lymphatic sequence for those people that want to work with that. So I'm excited about that. I want to I wanna really share with people what I've learned over the years and, and just help them uh, make better decisions regarding where to treat, what to treat, and kind of how to progress uh, with what they do. So if you're interested in this, you know, try to, D'Ambrosio Institute, try to, link in with that because once I get started uh, and I'll let you know about it, I'm going to offer really significant discounts to get people uh, exposed to what we're doing. 
Oh, that's excellent. And I will definitely put all your information, um, you know, in the podcast notes. So people will be able to find you. And I highly, highly encourage you. Uh, Carrie is just a very gifted practitioner. And he just has a way of simplifying and communicating his craft. Um, I've, I've taken a lot of continuing education courses over the years and, you know, between Michigan state and the stuff I've learned with Carrie, um, I've just learned so much from you and I appreciate you as a friend and a colleague and, uh, I appreciate your time today and sharing your insights. Thank you. I'm glad that you picked me to be your first uh, guest. <laughs> of course I had to. All right. Well, until next time. Keep making those links with therapy. <laughs>